everybody, it's Ben and Tessa, back for another podcast that will be out on Tuesday, right, babe? Uh, yeah. Okay. Which means Every that you'll Tuesday. Be, yeah. Which means that you'll... Be, well... Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we have... I think we've only missed one, and okay. I put it on a Wednesday. Okay. No, we've been very good. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so we were kind of talking about something earlier this week because we found it interesting because, you know, Ben and I do, (laughs) I think one thing that does help our marriage, babe, is how much we do talk about how to make relationships work and why the world does the things that they do. Like, we have deeper conversations. I can promise you that that's all you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't initiate (laughs) any of that stuff. If it were up to me, okay, wait. we would talk about the day. <laughs> Surface, so wait, go to bed. If that is initiated by all me, do you appreciate it or do, are you like, oh no, God, well, the here reason she it, goes no, no, again. No, 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 no. The reason it works <laughs> is because I oblige. So like- Oblige. You, oblige is such a word. You bring I, it up. So okay. you're like, you, you bring up the topic and we discuss it. Like I will discuss it with you, but I will never bring up the topic. You didn't answer my question. Does so you obliging me was does that just mean that you're like in it or does that mean you're like oh god here we go no, again? No, I I did answer you. <laughs> oh, Be- you did? Because I I go along with it. Like yeah. I discuss it with you. There's something But I if I had my choice, I would not ever talk about anything serious. <laughs> I know that. I just prefer to keep everything light. How funny that you and I ended up together then, because I swear that starting from the youngest age, the things that really ignited my spirit is talking about what makes the people tick and what like getting to know people deeply to the extent that we can start helping some of our issues that we have. I think that that there's a, a lot to that because I prefer not. We've talked about this. Oh, we have. You know, at at length. length. How, because of my my past, like I kind of prefer to keep people at a distance, <laughs> right? Because people are temporary. People are temporary. Oh, Ben, that's no, horrible. that's. I mean, that's my issue. Is that people are? T- I mean, in my life, people have been temporary. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's this like armor that I put up where I don't allow people to get too close. Yeah. I mean, you still haven't gotten a tattoo of me. That 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 shows how yeah. Well, temporary you know, maybe when we reach fifty years, <laughs> then I'll know that you're sticking around. No, honestly, well, that's because I just don't know how to like. I don't know a good design with the letter T in it, without looking like a cross or something. You know, it's true. Well, going back to, I just think that it's interesting because we were, we do have these conversations a lot, like in, in just kind of, and this week was one of the first times where I was like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. And we were talking specifically about, because, you know, of course we're watching and observing other people. And then we're also, we also have our relationship to kind of go by. And what we have noticed is One of the biggest things we've noticed is, number one, you and I discussed how quickly you and I can go from fight to, or argument to, because I would never say that what we do is fighting. Would you? 
like fighting, I figure, no, I, like yelling and brawling yeah. and, you we, know. Well, not, never brawling. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but like we've, big. We've only had a couple of like actual yelling fights. Yeah. We just, we don't, I don't know. We just don't yell at each other. I An- think we In anger. Yeah. You know, no. we would just as soon separate and yeah. ourselves, you know, physically. Which is a huge part of like, I think what other. you and I have, those are some boundaries that we've created. Okay. Yeah. If we are so heated that we are going to start yelling at each other, then it's simple to take 10 minutes away. Yeah. And usually that brings us back to reality. And then we can kind of come back in and be like, Hey, right. Like what's going on. But we talked about how we've watched ourselves and we were talking about why we do that why we are so able to have an argument and then like five minutes later be like I do this often I'll be upset or we've had this argument and then five minutes later I will be like what what were we even talking about like what were we even fighting about I think that too you and I just specifically are both very accommodating people yeah. And neither one of us likes it when somebody's mad at us, which isn't necessarily a really good no, thing. No, that's not. Yeah, that's so not So for good me, thing. I just, I don't want to disappoint. I don't yeah. want to be, to somebody to be mad at me. Yeah, but that would be to say, and I, I kind of disagree with you because that would be to say that we're a relationship that we just kind of like keep things on the surface and walk away and be like, I just want to accommodate you. I don't think we no, do that it's, at all. It's that like where it does help. I will definitely look at you if and be I like, feel, Ben, you're being an idiot. <laughs> no, if I feel really strongly about something and you disagree, it'll make me upset, but I can kind of accommodate it, even though it's something I want to do. And then if I give myself enough time, I'll be able to think like, is it something I really want to do? Yeah. Like, is it that important? And yeah. a lot of times it turns out, no, it's not actually that important. Right. And that whatever was, it is, you well, know, and that was kind of what we were talking about. Well, let's go through the first thing because there's layers to this. Number one, why do we why are we able to walk away so quickly um, and kind of forget? And we talked about it. And number one is that you and I 100 percent. Ben's breaking the equipment right Sorry. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, need to to pick to, and move. Yeah. To fidget. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is is because we trust each other. That that you and I talked about why are we able to walk away from an argument so easy like, you know, after we've really worked through some things, we walk away and then we forget that we've even been yeah, mad well, at each other. Yeah, well, trust is the absolute top thing that you need to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. If if you don't have trust, you have nothing. Yeah. And what's interesting about trust and we talked about this with our kids is you know, generally speaking, people trust. Like, let's say I meet somebody new on the job, having a new employee or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he wants to use my one of my tools, I'll be like, sure, use yeah. one of my tools. There, there's well, already, there's like an innate trust. I would say, though, that some people are not like that. Okay, I've but known people Let me like Let me that. finish. True. Yeah. Sure. But it's because enough people have... Lost their trust. Oh, right. So for me, at least, I think there's this general, like, there's this general level of trust. Yeah. That this person's probably normal. (laughs) They probably have a sense of morals. Right. And they're probably going to do, for the most part, what's right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you kind of have this innate level of trust. And what I tell the kids is, 
it's easy to to have somebody's trust until you lose it. Mm-hmm then it's almost impossible to ever get it back again. Uh-huh. So it's extremely important that you maintain trustworthiness. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because once that's gone, to heal that wound that you caused by, by losing trust, yeah. it's, it's nearly impossible because that, that little... That little thing will always be in the back of that person's head. Well, that's head. what I was going to ask when after you were talking about that is is do you feel like there's an ability to to ever trust the same? No, you don't think so. I really don't. At least at least not in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Because that thing, I I have a very very strong sense of justice in my head. Right. Um, and I think that that even I mean we can go into forgiveness and mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but. I think that there is something built into human nature that's it's like a protection. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this person did this to me mm-hmm. and okay, I, I forgive them and we can still have relationship, but I'm going to be careful, mm-hmm. you know, because if they were capable of doing it, then they can do it again. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying for me, and that's why going back to like, how I let people in versus building shields. I mm-hmm. think that goes into my uh, my perception of trust. And the thing about you and I is that we have 100% trust with each other. Yeah. So, but we've never done anything in the time we've been together to lose that trust. Which is why it's so important that through a relationship that... Um, that be your biggest, you know, that that would be your biggest goal in any relationship is to not lose that trust. So you got like, like, it seems so funny when I even think about it of people like lying to each other and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. It seems so weird, but I know it exists. I know it happens, but like a lot of it mean, a lot of it too is that I know I can tell you anything and you would walk by me with it. Like you would walk with me, you know, as, as I tell you anything and we have to go through it. And it's, I think that you and I just, we know that the other person means well. Yeah. Right? So, But imagine our relationship if we didn't have trust for each other. Right. Maybe we were damaged in the past and um, didn't allow, like didn't trust anybody. Right. You know, cause that, that is a major thing where people just, they've been so damaged that they can't ever trust anyone. It's yeah. like, it's like a, yeah. a, I'm not comparing them to wild animal, but in nature, you know, animals pretty much don't trust anything right. in nature because yeah. everything's trying to kill you or hurt you. Right. Or yes. steal from you. Yes. Um, which I think there are people that are like that. Yeah. Cause they've been put in a situation where they've never had somebody who's trustworthy in their life. Yeah. Um, And that's just, that's because of damage though. Well, and, but that did lead us into the conversation when we were talking about how quickly we walk away from an argument. You know, a lot of people, it's a defense mechanism to argue because of what they've gone through, you know, and everything. Yeah, I argue pretty much everything. (laughs) Everything's, my, my initial reaction is like, Defense. Yeah. 
I agree. You know, you that is at that work. Is if you. somebody asks me a question, a lot of times, like if I construe it as, are you, are you questioning me? Yeah. Then it gets kind of awkward. Right. You know, I start answering my answering the question in a defensive mode instead yes. of just answering the question. Yes. Which I think is funny because we did talk about that the other day. We yeah. talked about, um, do you want to no. talk about that? No. no. Okay. Okay. So it was one of those things where we talked about, you know, the defense mechanism that immediately comes up in, in all of us. Yeah. I just took off the You did thing. it too. <laughs> and it makes a lot of noise. Does it? Yes. Even like when, uh. it's yeah, it's going to sound, <laughs> it, you're definitely going to be able to hear that. Through. That's okay. Everybody just knows we, she's can. fidgeting just like me. <laughs> well, I saw you do it and I started doing it. That's I, not a good idea. <laughs> Don't do what I do. You started it. That's so uh, okay. funny. Anyway. Um, yeah, you, I would agree. And that comes back to perception. Um, yeah. When you, when you perceive differently than what the person is saying. Right. Right. Well, why do we perceive differently? Right. Because. Because we're different people. Yeah. You, I don't you think. You see the world completely different than I do. I know. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> Everybody does. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Well, and I think people walk around constantly with the need for justice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that it's, once again, that's another one of those natural defense things. Like, you know, we we talk to people who, you know, they're couples that are struggling. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can't seem to ever resolve issues. Right. Even though they talk about them, they get help with them. Um, and even though they feel like it's resolved, it, it comes up again. Right. And it's like you, along with trust, there has to be some way to forgive mm -hmm. and move on. And I don't know. So let's talk about why do people, what are the, what are the things that is within a person that continues to tell them like they want to get rid of that feeling like, oh, you hurt me. But they can't. They just can't let it go. What is it about? Oh, I think that's easy. What? I think that people like being hurt. Oh. It uh, becomes, in a way, comfortable. Why? Because so let's they, go deeper. Because why they, do they like deeper? Because hurt? they can identify with it. I think that people that come from some kind of abuse, mm -hmm. I mean, typically they seek out relationships that are abusive mm -hmm. and I'm just speaking generally mm -hmm. so I don't get in trouble. Yep. Um, but, uh, I think there is like the victim mentality Yeah. of like it, in order to, okay, let's say you and I have an issue. I've hurt you in some way and you say, I, I you know, I, I let that go. I've, I've forgiven you, but then you keep bringing it up. Right. It's, I think that that thing gives you a feeling like almost like there's some kind of feeling that you want to keep. Mm -hmm. um, or is it that I just want to keep you down for it? Like I just want to make, uh, is there any of that? You I'm, know? Sure. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's both, mm -hmm. but not always together. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just depends on the person. But I do think there's being able to hold on to that gives people an excuse yeah. to keep acting the way they do. Uh, well, the reason I keep acting this way is because you did this to me. Right. You know? Right. Um, and it's really hard to fix things because it takes, I mean, we were just working on it this week and I really didn't want to do it. 
like something happened at work and it wasn't about me it was no 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 yeah something something happened with you at work and it was totally personal um nothing to do with you know yeah it was totally in my head and tess is like you know you need to work this out like why did you feel this way and i told her and she's like no but why (laughs) and i tell her okay but but why (laughs) i'm like i don't know well, and you immediately were on defense. Yeah, because I don't want to talk like, about it. I'm I don't want to talk dinner. about it. I'm cooking dinner. I don't want to talk about it. And I, no, my yet, thing is like, I'll get over it. But yet, I've seen you do this exact same walk and cycle forever. Yeah. And I'm at a point in my life where there would be a lot of years where I would just kind of be like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to push him any harder. I don't want to. I'm just going to walk away. Like I'm not going to push. Now I'm at a place where, dude. Get over it. Let's start walking well, through this. Let's get deeper. Totally a survival mechanism for me. Yeah. Because I, we can go into it forever, but yeah, we. I have this, you know, this need to just keep the status quo. Mm-hmm. Don't make waves. Right. You know, it goes into my um, stuff in the past, but that's that's my thing. Yeah. Is don't make waves. You'll get over it. Just get over it. Yeah. You know, be a tough guy. Yeah. Um, and also certain, you know, also authority figures coming into your life when you're super young and you have to, you have to, I don't know this person, but somehow I'm supposed to, and, and they're not exactly like showering me with love and giving me all the reasons. Showering to. me with, <laughs> with something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so there's a heaviness to this, to these authority figures that come into your life that you, you don't know them. And, and I'll yet tell you, you're supposed to know them really well. And I'll tell you, even now I'm like, let's not talk about that. I know. <laughs> I know. And what's funny is I'm thinking to myself, you and I, on, in order to make this podcast better, we have to dig into those things that like are a little bit well, deeper. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to dig into those personally on the podcast. No. We but can, we can dig into those things in our lives and then share. Sh- see, now wait, let's go there, babe. <laughs> because if we're not willing to talk about our own personal experiences, then what, like, how is anybody going to benefit well, from what we're you're talking just, about. You're more transparent than me. I absolutely am. And speaking of my I'm whole, literally putting up my shields right now. I, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. So at least something we can learn is you're being honest about that. And so I that's I I think that's a big step. You're and and knowing that. is half the battle. That's like the G.I. Joe slogan. Yeah, as long as you don't get to a point where you're like, I've done enough. Knowing is half the battle. No, 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 no. I, I fully am aware that there's a lot to work on. Yeah. Uh, is it going to get solved today? No. No. But um, No, but like, for know. example, and this is just an example, and I love that we're going a little deeper and we're going like, I don't, you don't have to say anything about your life, Ben, but to, just to go a little bit deeper, for people who are listening, and and one th- reason we always wanted to do this podcast was a humor because we want we want people to laugh and play. But Two. you, but B, I am always a person that I also do want to talk about relationships and t- talk about humanity and and get to the deeper part of why we do what we do. And so it's funny because sure, you don't have to share anything about what we talked about on whatever day it was. However, 
you want to talk about it in a different way and then just kind of give vague, like yeah. whatever, where people are like, what? I can't connect to this at all. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but like a huge part of it is, it, a huge part of it is how far you've come in and digging in and like literally the steps that I had you walk through on that day. And what's funny is if you can give the experience and you can give the, the steps, then people would understand and possibly do it in their life. Well, I think where I'm at right now is that I'm at the like stage where I'm recognizing it oh. and I'm annoyed by it. Yeah, I get like, it. Like I see it. But okay. I'm not at the point where I can control it quite yet. Right. So I'm like, ugh, why do I do that? Yeah. You know, I just, I just did it again. Right. And it's frustrating. What's cool though, here's what, I don't know if you know this. Okay. So when I got home that day, uh, the thing that, the thing, here's the thing. The thing that happened was super minor. Oh, um, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, but. But it, it was how you took it. Yeah. That so like um, I was talking to an authority figure and I was being questioned. And not questioned in a bad way. No, 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 it was no, just no. like a hello. No. Hey, what happened? Not questioned in a bad way, but I was being questioned and immediately my defenses went up. So I started acting weird. Like, <laughs> like I'm a really good communicator. You I, are I, 100% a good communicator. I, uh, I feel like I, I'm myself with people. Yep. But for some reason, there's this like thing that switches in me that all of a sudden it's like I'm stumbling over my words. Uh -huh. Like I don't know what to say. Uh -huh. I don't know how to say it. Uh, be, it's almost like I'm a little kid who's in trouble. Yes. And I'm trying to come up with whatever excuse will get me out of the situation. Right. But that wasn't even the problem. Like that wasn't actually happening. But for some reason, there was a trigger there um, that made that happen. And what's cool is I came home and Evie, our oldest, we talk about her a lot. She deals with this. Yes. Um, with not, she feels very awkward talking to people and feels like she's kind of socially um, inept sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I was like, Hey, just so you know, I want you to know that like, I still have this, mm -hmm. like I'm a very outgoing person. I'm really good at talking with people, but when it comes to authority or certain people, there's just some people that I just can't, I just can't mm -hmm. act normal in front of them. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Right. And I, but I wanted to tell her that to let her know that she's not alone because she's really struggling with this right now. Yeah. And, um, she's like, Oh, that's interesting, dad. And then what's funny, she came back in like five minutes later and she goes, dad, I just realized it when you told me that you and I are both, we both have reflective personalities mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm fine with most people because I reflect whatever energy is coming at me. Correct. So she goes, my teacher, I don't know which one it is, but um, she goes, most of my teachers I'm fine talking to, but there's this one, he's really awkward and it makes me awkward. Yeah. She goes, because we have reflective personalities and it dawned on me. She's absolutely right. Like the person that this happened with, I don't know that I've ever had like, like a conversation like this with him where I can just be myself. Right. But meanwhile, the guy right next to him I've known him a lot less and mm -hmm. we're having like, we're cool. Yeah. Not, not that we're not cool with, with the other no, guy. Totally. Um, but it's just like, I just don't know how to answer right. with that guy. And I think it's because whatever energy he's bringing to me, I'm reflecting mm -hmm. that. And I thought that was really, um, intuitive of her yeah. to recognize that. Cause I hadn't even thought about that. That is really cool. 
Because yeah. I've always wondered, like, why, why that person? Like, why can't I talk to that person normally? Mm-hmm. Um, like, my mouth just turns to mush mm-hmm. around them. And I don't yeah. know why. It used to be guys for me in high school. Yeah, so you can relate. Uh, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then, it, and then as I got older, it would just kind of dropped away. But it was, yeah, it used to be guys for me. Well, and that's what's frustrating too. It's like, you know, I'm not like this 99% of the time. Right. I'm super cool and funny and mm-hmm. uh, very well at communicating. Um, oh, totally. And smart. <laughs> yes. You know, and he comes around I, and I look like a buffoon. I look like an <laughs> idiot. I don't think so. That's how I feel. I think that's your interpretation of it. And I, yeah. I really can't picture that. And then, of course, then I dwell on it all day. And but see, that's where that's where you and I walked through some of that stuff that night. Yeah. And do you not agree that once I got got you to drop your defense and go into those deeper layers, there were some moments where you went, oh, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There were some moments For where sure. you were like, and maybe someday you'll talk well, about it. Well, it all goes it. back to my childhood and feeling like I needed to, to do the right thing. To avoid getting in trouble. Well, yeah. I mean, you were six years old when your parents divorced. Yeah. I don't think that that's something we shouldn't talk about. I think that you also, it was in the time of, like, it was in the 80s when, you know, parenting was different. You didn't sit down and discuss things with your kids and make sure they're feeling a certain way and make sure they're not feeling a certain way. You know, you actually, you just kind of push through and something that we always do, which is just kind of resist the, the emerging emotions and just kind of push those down as much as possible. And, you know, anytime, which I had the same thing, anytime a divorce happens in parenting, there is inevitably, unless somebody never gets remarried, there is inevitably new people coming into the play, which I had as well. And it's never easy. No. It is some of the It most doesn't matter how nice the person is. No, it doesn't. It's weird. It is weird. Um, and you as a six-year-old, it doesn't, let's not even, like, it doesn't matter about the step-parents. Yeah. You as a six-year-old, unless y- you, I can't even fathom having a new person, regardless of what their behavior is, coming into my house that I was comfortable with my parents in, coming into my house and then all of a sudden because of marriage you're supposed to respect these people yeah and, and you right <laughs> yeah okay uh this person's in charge now yeah <laughs> yeah so this creates this kind of uh, and well and and two like I, i've always been scrappy yes and uh it doesn't help that whoever came into my house right they were going to deal with a scrappy kid Exactly. Um, and it, it didn't help for me um, in that regard either. Yeah, it, well, it's, well, I'll sarc- tell you one thing. Sarcasm it, and condescension and yeah. all of that kind of stuff, if that's even in, at play, somebody who doesn't maybe even know how to be a parent at that point. I'll tell you one thing. It's super weird. It is. Uh, having a stranger move into your house is super weird. And then not being talked to about it. <laughs> yeah. And then being it, six funny, and though, not like, knowing what to do with those emotions at happens, six years old. I would say that that's... That is a huge, huge part of the problem with our country. Absolutely. Uh, and well, I guess many countries, but I can only talk about the one I live in. Um, the yeah, just the the broken home is just it's it creates. Um, gosh, I hate using these words because I think they're used a lot, but it creates trauma. 
It 100, Ben, trauma exists. No, I know. I know. You, I, like, I 100% yes. know that. But at the same time, um, I don't like being one of those people because I'm a grown man now, you know, and I have to, I, I have, it's my responsibility to work on these things. It is. You know, so I can't just keep going like, oh, I've been traumatized, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, but Ben, you haven't worked on it hardly at all. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so at all. <laughs> give me a break. No, like, I have. I mean, like, and you don't walk around going, oh my God, my trauma. You, in fact, pretend just like many people in this world, we pretend that trauma never happened. Right. No, I, like I said, I'm at the point. we don't want to look like the people who are, who are actually doing the job and doing the words. I think the people, just like we've always talked about, it's the one-offs who take trauma and take whatever to the nth degree and yeah. live in victimization. Right. That is, that's a whole nother thing where we live on this side of, of everything where most people or many people sit where they, they, it's easier to just pretend trauma didn't exist. No, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I should have known this was going to happen because about, about, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, yeah. I started to journal, mm. you know, I, I, and I've been, I've been <laughs> terrible at it, by the way. I've only done a few. Um, but I knew once I started writing out my thoughts, mm -hmm. I knew like it would be like, you know, I have a scab. Pandora's box. Well, I have a scab on my arm, but underneath it is this massive infection, <laughs> oh. right? And I'm just like tending to the scab, Yeah. you know? And I knew that when once I started actually feeling uh -huh. that that was going to be like, okay, you need to like, that once the scab comes off, like yeah. you're going to have to take care of this deadly deadly infection like yeah. layers and layers and it's it's true and i think that you know eight months later like i said i'm at the point where i'm identifying these things more mm -hmm. to the point where i'm like okay that's what behavior is that exactly you know yeah why is my behavior like that and identifying why so that hopefully as it as i move on and grow up a little bit i can you know um overcome those behaviors yeah. Well, it's interesting because I met with uh, she's she's a somebody who's just been business coaching me for for the last couple of years, um, specifically with the books and everything like that. Because, um, yeah, that's just kind of where the journey is. And so, what's interesting is we literally just talked. I'm going to do a countdown countdown to the second book coming out September 13th. And mm -hmm. so, it's funny because. We got together this last week and we were talking about the different things because I really feel like I need to do a couple, either some lives or reels because the second book, and you and I have talked about it, the, the first and second book, they were direct correlation in a way with things that I have, that I was learning and, and processing over a, like a year or two year span. And I have yet to talk about it on this podcast, how deeply it went into and all this kind of stuff. But I think over the next couple of weeks, it'll be good for us once I do these Instagram kind of reels and stuff to talk about these things. I want to talk about some of these things on, on the podcast and everything um, so that we can kind of delve into that's the whole reason behind the second book that you've read and everything is the whole trauma pattern and everything. It's not a nonfiction book. It's totally fiction, 
But that was what drove the characters in the second book. And so it's funny because I think the I think the biggest thing that you I saw in you this week is that I haven't seen I, d- I don't know if, if, you know, I'm sure I've seen it before, but like it not very often is this willingness to walk through the steps that I was asking you to walk through for a second and not just be like, ah, I'm, I'm making dinner, you know? Um, and then number two is that I do believe that we did hook on to something about being six years old, having people that you don't know coming into your family and then feeling as though what was your answer when I asked well why is that an issue like what what do you feel when you talk to certain authority figures even to this day what did you feel as the six-year-old Ben do you remember what you said no you (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember you said I feel as though I have to make everything perfect oh yeah well because you know it's almost like if you uh, do if you right. do everything perfect, nobody will notice yeah. you. Like it, it's like you trying trying trouble. to keep the attention off of you. Right. Right. You won't because I do believe that you, you know, you're dealing with somebody who, you know, people who didn't have their, you know, didn't have children or didn't have s- communication skills and things like that. And so you get into trouble or you would get made fun of or whatever it is and those kind of feelings as as a six-year-old you're going to be like I'm going to do anything I can to make sure that that never happens so then that creates the behavior of covering up like uh okay what's going to keep this from happening yeah I, I have a strong desire to be perfect yes like I I think really deeply into everything I do I I, I mean we talked about this yeah plenty about how I overthink but I think um, it's fair because I think a lot of people have this issue. And well, a lot I, of times they don't know where it comes from. Yeah, and if you're living in an uncomfortable situation, if you can kind of create a, a comfortable bubble for yourself, yeah, um, the less that the less attention, negative attention is on you, the better because you can just kind of like squeak through. Right. So know? then you became Chandler being from friends. I became the funniest guy on earth. Right. And so yeah. that was all to cover up all of that trauma that was beneath. Well, I mean, I, come on. I Oh, here we go. Here's the defense. Sure, maybe. <laughs> but I like being funny. Yes, of course. Well, we all like I being like, funny. I like being comic relief. Yeah. I mean, without it, I don't know. I don't want to be a boring guy. <laughs> well, okay. We've got one question and then we're going to, we're going to end the podcast. Okay. So the one question that I have from that book that I got at Target was the the is what is your current state of mind? I feel like you already asked me this question. Did I? I don't think so. Yeah, because um, I answered well. It's Sunday. What do you think it is? Oh, what do you consider the most overrated virtue? What? What do you consider okay. the most overrated um, virtue? Overrated virtue. You know, like Evie in, in the Mummy movie where she's like, uh, patience is a virtue. And Brendan Fraser's like, not now it isn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I think patience is a good virtue. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it doesn't feel like patience is a great virtue. Yeah. Because especially for somebody who like has a strong sense of justice. Right. Being patient feels like you're being weak and not standing up for yourself. Uh-huh. Um, but every time I look back on when I was patient, I think that was a good thing. 
Right. You know? Yeah. It was good that I didn't continue on with that. So of the, of the virtues, here are types, um, honesty, courage, compassion, generosity, fidelity, integrity, fairness, self-control, and prudence are all examples of, of virtues. So like which one is overrated? It's hard to say which one is overrated. That's a really, really hard question for somebody who feels like... Fairness. Fairness? No, fairness is very high up there for me. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is people live in, I need everything to be fair. Okay, well, yeah, if you want to look at it that way, I, I see fairness as... Um, and life is just sometimes not fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I agree, like... I, f- I feel like fairness borders on justice. Okay. Like if, if I've been wronged, that's not fair. Yeah. And you need to be wronged now. But like what about like, you know, you've got kids and there are just things that this personality means that this they're going to get in trouble a little bit more. And yet it's like, that's not fair. But it is because your personality means that you're going to get in trouble more. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, I, I don't know. I... I think that that question was written in order to get this response because it's really exactly. hard because virtues are, are by by their definition are kind of how infallible. About, how about let's change it? What what virtue do you believe is the most important? Is the most? Yeah. Um, I think for me, integrity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, integrity is kind of defined as always doing the right thing no matter who's watching. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and to me, that covers a lot of stuff like uh, honesty, fairness, mm-hmm. all those things, patience. Yeah. Because if you... So you think integrity covers patience as well? Yeah. Okay. Because if I'm in a situation where I lose my cool, mm-hmm. I've lost my integrity. True. Um, if I'm being unfair, I've lost my integrity. Mm-hmm. I think integrity is is such a huge thing. I agree with you on that. And I always feel this, and justice too, I, I feel like, you know, that there's this like urge to always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it can cause you to be, to miss opportunities, I guess. Sure. I, let me explain. Um, we always teach our kids like, you should always follow the law, you know, mm-hmm. laws should be followed rules can be fudged. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong sense of following the rules. And the problem with that is it doesn't allow me to push the, the boundaries. Right. And see what my limits are. You yeah. Know? And that just takes, uh, that honestly just takes the knowledge and the maturity of knowing uh, when, because there are definite rules that I'm like, Dude, the reason your life feels like it's a mess is because you follow no rules. Right. Like you're pushing boundaries on everything. You got to be smart. It's just like picking your battles with the kids. You got to be smart about which, like in art, push the boundaries. Yeah. In art, that's safe. Push the boundaries. Right. Right? But in like... I'm just going to not pay my rent for a week, you know, or for a month. And yeah. <laughs> right. So then it leads to, Oh, but now I don't have the money to, I'm going to buy this coat that I really don't need, but I can't pay my a car coat? payment. I don't know. <laughs> That's really random. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and that like snowballs, right? It snowballs. Um, you, you know, we've always met those people where we're like, 
dude. You made all the wrong choices. What keeps <laughs> happening to your existence? And that's when it's personal personal responsibility and taking responsibility for yourself of yeah. going, do I know what is going to benefit my life of rule following versus when can I fudge the rules? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would say integrity is, is the top one that's for good. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, cause I, mine was my, mine was patience for sure. I mean, because I think we lose patience on so many levels and patience is one of those things where it's like, if you just stop and listen and have patience, specifically when people are talking. Yeah. Well, you a lot know? of times, like when, in the times that I've had to be patient with people, the thing that is happening is not about me and right. them. Right. It's their own personal mm-hmm. trauma, if you will. <laughs> Whatever. You, one day you'll get to a place where you don't have to say trauma like that. Where I don't have to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still not comfortable with it, but I'll get there. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I think people that typically are, are reacting based on their own issues. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of let them feel that. Yeah. And not react. It kind of takes the wind out of their sails. Yeah. I when agree. you react, like I had a guy, we might have mentioned this, but I had a guy blow up at me and I gave him nothing back. Right. You know, and he's expecting like me to come back at him. And it's like, it's almost like he didn't know what to do next. Right. You know, because you just let it lie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, so. think about you and Evie being the one uppers in the, think about how many of those people exist. Oh, yeah. So that one is uppers are great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they can. They, yes, yes. I saw a great meme that said just this last week that kind of ties in with this, and we can end with it. Um, it said, "I'm at the point in my life where I don't have to argue anything." Right. You want to think the sky is green? Hell yes. yeah, it's green. Yes. Look how green it is. You know, you just. Uh, it's just true. Agree with them and move on. Ooh, that's big for you. Because I think that I've always called skies green and and dogs girls and all. There you are know. dogs that are girls though. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, like you mean I've, male dogs I've, girls. I've always kind of said the wrong things, and you always are like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah. And to me, it's like because I don't care, you yeah. know. So, well, that's anyway, that's really interesting. And maybe someday we'll get you on the mountain where you can talk all about it. On what mountain? I don't know. The, the hypothetical mountain that I'm just creating right now. Oh. The mountain of trauma that you've dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that mountain trying to dig my way off. Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. And if you have any kind of um, uh, interest in what encouraged me to write the second book, uh, find me on Instagram, Tessa Van Wade Instagram, because I am going to share a little bit about that over the next couple weeks before the launch. So we will talk to you later. Bye.